MyWax Museum is a proud member of the Create Vine. Hey guys, before we get into today's show, I just wanted to slip in a little plug for Broken Bulbs. Broken Bulbs was a show I started at the beginning of this year. I interview professionals and entrepreneurs and other creative types on their failures, on their mistakes, on their broken bulbs, if you will. We talk about their professional, personal, and creative failures in kind of a light and short form way. So episodes are only 10 to 15 minutes long. So you can listen, enjoy it, and get on with your day. Would love it if you subscribed. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts just by searching Broken Bulbs. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Wax Museum. I'm your host, Alex Williams, and today I'm joined by Ronnie Romero. Ronnie was born in Venezuela, lived in Spain, and ultimately has settled in the United States. We talk about the importance of family, the feeling of becoming a dad, and making a map for your life. And remember, after today's show, to make five minutes in your day to listen intently to the people around you. Ronnie Romero, welcome to My Wax Museum. Thank you so much for having me, though. I'm excited to have you on here. We just met, I think it was just... I think it was just last week, actually, that we met. Would you mind filling the audience in on how exactly it was that we met? Yeah, we met through online, you know, marketing uh, um, uh, class that we were taking together, uh, matchmaker, uh, pretty much. So, so we had opportunity to interact uh, real quick for a good what. Two minutes was the, our conversation right there. Yeah, it was like a few <laughs> minutes that we got to chat. <laughs> and then I'm like, I, let me extend it. And then bloom, I, I cut the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, what? <laughs> He's gone. But yeah, and then we got connected on LinkedIn and we chatted podcasting a little bit. And I was like, here, come on, come on my show and we'll, we'll chat some more. And yeah, like really, really excited to have this conversation with you because we've met and we talked podcasting a little bit, but that is all I know about you. I'm going into this totally blind. I like to do as little research as possible about my guests when they're coming on because I I like for you to just be able to surprise me and, and tell me <laughs> about you. So with that, let's jump into it and uh, maybe start with where are you from originally? Where were you born? I was born in Caracas, Venezuela. Um, yeah, I was was in Venezuela. Um, you know, my family is is from there. Uh, so, so yeah, I'm from Caracas, Venezuela, pretty much. Okay, and is that I I know in our quick questions before the interview, you mentioned how much you like the beach. Is that close to the beach? Is that right on the coast? Yeah, Venezuela is in the top of South America, uh, and we have. Caribbean right there with us. So we used to live probably about 45 minutes away from the beach. So every weekend, every weekend, we, we would go there. My dad and my mom used to take us to the beach to eat uh, uh, seafood. Uh, we love the seafood right there. So, so yes, uh, Venezuela has probably one of the most beautiful beaches in the planet. If you take a look at it, um, there is, Venezuela have probably uh, you know, 300 little islands, uh, which they're just amazing. Wherever you go, it's, it's a good place to be. Huh. 
That sounds amazing, especially right now as I'm getting into the winter here. I don't know, where, where are you living now? I'm living in Phoenix, Arizona. So it's a big difference between, <laughs> between living in the ocean, close to the ocean, and then the desert. But, uh, uh, the, you know, it's, I've been here um, since 1998, by the end of 1998. Uh, so it's like 20-something years already. Uh, I spent more than half of my life here in the United States. Um, I was here for a good three years. Then I moved to California in Orange County. And I was there for, for a good um, almost seven years, actually. And then I moved back to Phoenix. Interesting. Okay, so so maybe fill me in a little bit. Let's Let's go back to Venezuela and kind of go on a bit of a journey to your coming to the United States. So in Venezuela, uh, did you spend like kind of all of your growing up years there with your you and your family? Well, um, you know, um, I, my my journey is a little bit long <laughs> because um, uh, you know my my you know my my teen teen years I was in Venezuela mm-hmm. uh, until I was uh, nineteen years old that I moved to Spain. So I had the, the opportunity to live in Spain for a good two years and a half. In Spain, I was in Barcelona there. Um, and then my brother used to play professional baseball. That's the main reason why we in the United States. Huh. Uh, so he came here to Phoenix. Um, and we, um, you know, I was in Spain and, I, you know, he told me, like, you know, just, just move here. You know, come here with me and let's live together. But when I came here to the United States, I didn't know... I thought that I know some, some English, but it was very tough for me to understand and communicate with people. So I didn't like it. I, mean, I, didn't, I, I was very, you know, like, Jesus, you know, this is not for me. Uh, so I moved back to Spain within three months. Wow. And, and a year after that, my brother told me, again, we talk. And my, so I have now, I have two different brothers living in the United States. And, and here in Phoenix, I'm like, well, you know what, we're just, let's go then, let's go, let's go to Phoenix, you know, so, so yeah, I've been jumping around a little bit, uh, you know, through, through my journey to get here to the United States. So it, it, it's fun nowadays, it's, it, you know, it's a, it's a fun journey, but back in the day, it was a little bit tough because of the communication, you know. Right, right, yeah. I mean, so you, you went to Spain, which... I mean, from what I hear, I don't speak Spanish, but from what I hear, Spain Spanish is significantly different from Venezuelan Spanish, which I, I'm I'm told everywhere in South America has their own version of Spanish, and and I, my friends tell me that there's a little bit of uh, almost rivalry is, is whose Spanish is best. So, what was that experience like moving to Spain? Yeah, no, living in Spain was beautiful. To me, it was a great experience because. Um, the, the way that I got there um, was, was um, through a very good adventure, which is, um, you know, was something in, into the modeling section, you know. So when I was in Venezuela, I made I, I did a couple of TV commercials. Okay, cool. And, and then that's the main reason why I got to Spain. I met somebody in Venezuela, and, and that one person told me, hey, you know what, you can, you can go work in Spain. So that's the main reason. But when I got there, you know, so the communication, they, they speak extremely fast. But, but uh, because of my accent, you know, in Spain, it was 
I, I was successful because of it, because, you know, a, a lot of people like that, huh. the way that I, that I talk, you know, <laughs> so, so um, it is different. Uh, and especially in Barcelona, because they have their, their own dialect, which is uh, Catalan, you know, they speak Catalan and it's Spanish. Uh, but I, I got an opportunity to learn a little bit Catalan at the time. And, and, and um, so people kind of like that, that I was kind of like, and, you know, interaction, you know, with them about that. But, but yeah, it is different. And in South America, like you say, well, maybe, you know, all Latin America, uh, yeah, we, it, it's a little bit of a competition right there who speaks better because I, I would say Venezuela has the best uh, uh, Spanish in, in South America or Latin America, but probably, in, you know, a um, Colombia would tell you it's the best or, or you know, Chileans would tell you <laughs> they're the best. But to be honest with you, with all the respect, you know, to the audience that you have and everything, I think Colombians uh, have without a question, the best Spanish in Latin America, without a question. Really? Yeah. Really? Why is that? They're very respectful. You know, the way that they communicate, they're, they, they're very respectful and they pronounce the, the world extremely good, you know? So, so huh. I have learned with the time when I, you know, because I have Colombian friends and when they talk to you and say like, oh, wow, you know what, this, this guy speaks very well, you know? So, so yeah, I, that's my opinion you know of course venezuelan is good but you know uh colombia is quite there <laughs> interesting that's hilarious so okay so so you go to spain you're kind of cool because you've got this different accent this different way of speaking uh and then you're nervous to go to the united states because there's that communication uh barrier and so what was it i mean your brother's there uh, and so was was he kind of the the reason for you to go there, or did you have did you have other things you wanted to do in the U.S.? Well, it got to the point when I was in Spain because I was by myself. I was twenty twenty one by the time, uh, and it got to a point in December. I remember I used to party a lot and I used to go out a lot, and you know, um, it was a good fun. You know, two and a half years over there for me. And it got to a point where at one time I'm like, oh my God, I feel lonely. Like, like I, I was on a party going to my apartment around seven in the morning because that's how they do it right there. They don't, they don't go to bed at one in the morning, like here or two, you know, <laughs> go all the way into seven in the morning. And then uh, from there, you know, um, I was walking a little bit, you know, you know, uh, have some drinks and, you know, I was walking there to my apartment and I start crying. And I'm like, okay, this is, yeah, I can't be here by myself anymore. Let me, you know, let me go back, you know, to my family because we grew up very close. You know, we are very close family. If you see my pictures on my social media, uh, my personal pictures, uh, you will see a lot of family uh, pictures. You know, my brothers, my sister, my mom, my dad, when well, my dad passed away uh, three years ago, but we always close. We are very close family. So, so that's the reason why I decided to move you know, out of Spain. Hmm. Yeah. I, I think one thing that I've noticed as I've interviewed people is family is always like this huge, important piece of, of our lives. So when you did eventually move to the United States, a little closer to some of your family, um, did that, did that help with that loneliness or, you know, or was there something else missing? 
I, I was, I was, um, I was, uh, you know, ready to to make a change. I was ready to make it, you know. And when when you do that, you know, when you're ready to make a change, I think your body is is ready to go, you know. So I I I'm like that, you know. When when I'm ready to make it or, or, or to do something, a, a next step or something like that, you know, my mind will you know immediately change, you know. So with that, you know, when I took when I took that decision to move here, I'm like, okay, this is it. You know, I'll, now I have to go to United States, learn the language, try to communicate with people, you know, be more outspoken. Let's, let's, let's make this happen. You know, so, so that's the main reason why, you know, so, so it was a good decision for me. That's really cool. Yeah. And I've, I've only lived in Canada and the U.S., so, you know, not really a language barrier there. Uh, so what was that experience like as you made that change and worked through that language barrier and just kind of, uh, I guess, made your life in the U.S.? When I got here, the, my as soon as I got here, within one month, uh, I, I started going to classes. You know, I took my classes. You know, I, I went to a community college here in, in Phoenix and I started working on my English. You know, I said, you know what? Uh, uh, let's, let's make, you know, I, I need to learn. I need to learn. And, and, but to be honest with you, one of the, the best way for me to learn was to date, you know, through dates, you know, and I start dating. Yeah. And, and so, so my, you know, my girlfriends at the times, they help me a lot, you know, uh, in order for me to communicate better. And so that's, I, I think, you know, I concentrate so much. I think within six months, I was not like I am right now, but I was, you know, uh, you know, on a, on a position where I was okay, you know, to, to learn the, you know, to, to understand and to communicate a little bit better. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, which is, which is impressive. And I mean, dating, that's a, that's a great way to get girls to go out with you. Hey, would you mind? I just need to practice my English a little bit. <laughs> So, so tell me, other than the language barrier, what was the hardest thing to adjust to uh, when you came to the U.S.? Sometimes we, you know, when we come from another country, we don't know much about the rules. And, and, and when I mean rules, it's like, okay, you know, economy, uh, um, you know, credit, uh, um, bills, uh, all that. Uh, was it was different of how we used to do it back in Venezuela. So that was a big impact for me because I was, you know, a, a type of person that I'm like, guys, okay, I can do it later. You know, I can pay this later. I can do, I can, you know, communicate with this person later. I can, so yeah, that that was that was a big change for me. That was you know to try to understand the culture of the people here in the United States, uh, even though that I'm still uh, you know a Latino and I'm and you know even though that I have more than half of my life here, it's still the same. It's still you know especially nowadays you know. But um, now I understand more about where we at and what we have to do in order for us to to be better. And I, th I think that's interesting um, that you say, even though you've spent half of your life here or more than half your life, that it's still kind of different for you. Um, and, and I think that just goes to show how much of an impact our years as, as children 
have on us, right? That's how we're brought up and how we how we come to see things. Hey guys, Alex popping in here at halftime to remind you to go and check out Broken Bulbs if you haven't already. Go and hit the subscribe button by searching for Broken Bulbs wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. We talk to interesting folks about their professional and sometimes personal failures. It's a really cool conversation and episodes only last between 10 to 15 minutes, which is about the length of this mid-roll ad. With that, please enjoy the rest of the show. And maybe before we get into more of what you're doing now, I'd like to hear a bit a bit more about your younger years. In our quick questions, you mentioned that your dad is your favorite person and how much of an impact he had on you. What are some of the most important lessons um, that he taught you growing up? He, we will always be together for every any celebration. It could be any birthday, it could be Christmas, New Year. Uh, so he taught me that you know family is important from the beginning, and my mom as well. You know, not just my dad, and my mom as well. You know, we we always uh, try to go to grandmas. We always try to go to my aunts or or to celebrations and and to respect that. You know, to be present. You know, as a family. Uh, so, so, so my dad always, you know, we, I grew up playing baseball, uh, you know, I, that's, you know, that's, that's what I did. That's what my dad did. That's what my brother did. Um, one of my brothers, another one didn't play, but we, we, we spent too much time or a lot of time, not necessarily too much time, a lot of time together, uh, through that. So that was a, a good way for us to, to connect through sports, you know. Uh, and with the time, after I moved to Spain and get back, even, even more because I have a little bit more of cultures of, of different countries. Um, and, and I have, you know, traveled to different countries. So I brought that to my dad and he loved it. You know, he loved it. So the way they commu- the, 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 we communicate, was amazing. Was amazing. I miss him. I miss him a lot because, you know, if you hadn't called him two or three days, uh, he would call me and say, "What's going on with you? You know, why, why you haven't called me?" You know, uh, so, so the closeness of family and the communication that that's that's probably one of the blessings uh, and and one of the things that I'm trying to implement within my kids. Yeah. So you you have kids of your own now, um, and two sons at home. Is that right? Yeah, I got three kids. Um, yeah, I got two two boys, uh, Rocco, which is nine years old, about to be 10 in December, uh, and Marcus, which is two and a half. And they're two different personalities. Love them. You know, they're way, way, way different. Uh, and I have a daughter. Um, when I was in Venezuela, in my teen years, um, you know, high school years, of, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, a girlfriend and then, you know, she, 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 you know, came pregnant and, and with the time, not right away, I learned that she was her, you know, uh, it took, it took me 18 years to know that she was my daughter. <laughs> so really, yeah. <laughs> so, wow. That, so that's, that's a good, that's a good challenge right there. But yeah, I have three kids pretty much. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, out of curiosity, are you in touch with your older daughter? You know, at all? Uh, um, nowadays, yes. Yeah. Nowadays, um, we we know now she's twenty eight. Okay, so now, uh, you know, the personality, the mentality that she has is different than before. And for her, it was really tough to to get to know me and to get to know who I am, you know, uh, and imagine, you know, you have your dad all your life and all of a sudden somebody says that, you know what, um, I'm your dad. So that, that, that was, that was psychological, uh, you know, it was a, a tough for her, you know? Uh, so we, we being, you know, it was a wave of communication for us. Sometimes we have good communication. Sometimes we didn't, uh, but nowadays the last, um, I would say four or five years uh, has been great. And actually, she's looking to move here from uh, uh, from Costa Rica. She's living in Costa Rica now, but uh, she's looking forward to move here. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that is super awesome. Um, I always find it interesting the way that we connect people at different times in our lives and different moments. And uh, you mentioned the way that you're dad taught you how to be present and and to communicate like that and so with your two young boys at home what are some of the ways that you try and make sure that you're present with them oh man that's a good question um i'm 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 their body too you know so i play with them constantly constantly i'm 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 on the floor building things um, i'm playing minecraft you know, with my older son, um, I play, you know, we, we jump on the trampoline, uh, we go on the bikes together. So I'm trying to get them active, as, you know, as most active as I can. And, but I'm, I'm their friend too, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be there, not just as a dad, you know, but as a, as a friend as well. Of course, when you need to be strong, you need to be strong. You know, you have to let them know that. And they know that when I raise my voice, things change, you know, so, so, but I try to be, you know, as most, you know, closest from them as I can, you know. Yeah, I love that. And I love both the idea of being present, but also, you know, a moment for everything, a moment for play, but a moment to be the dad and, and kind of take charge. And um, I know as, as a, a guy myself, I know that I definitely needed that from my dad sometimes telling me, hey, you know, like time to time to behave a little bit differently here. Um, I, 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 I think that's fantastic. What would you say before we get on to kind of the future, what would you say has been the best thing about becoming a dad yourself? Wow. Wow. Um, yeah. Becoming a dad changed my life. Uh, I, now I care more for people than I used to care before, to be honest with you. Uh, now I understand moms. Now I understand, you know, dads. Um, so as soon as I got my first boy in my hands, you know, Rocco, um, and you hug that little, you know, person, you know, next to you, the feeling that you have in your heart and your chest is, is completely different. And, and that makes me mature a little bit more of, you know, who I am, 
you know, and, and from there, I'm like, you know, it, it's time for me to change. You know, it's time for me to not be selfish. I was extremely selfish before. Uh, and, and now I'm, I'm just, I'm just more for them than anything else. Of course, not forgetting about me because I have to, I have to, you know, still care about myself and my, about my wife in general, you know, but I never forget about me, either, you know, uh, but it, it is important, you know, for me to, you know, as soon as I get that little dude next to me, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. You know? <laughs> That's awesome. That is so cool. Uh, I kind of want to look at the future a little bit. That's how I always kind of like to, to finish this up. So looking forward to the future, um, what is there? What, what do you see? What do you hope for? What do you expect to happen? And maybe as well, now's a good time to tell us, what are you working towards uh, professionally as well? Well, the future is always, it have to be, uh, you, have to, you have to make it happen in order for you to have a good future. And if you have dreams, you know, you have to really write it down. It really, you have to really, uh, uh, I always say, make a map. Listen, I call it a, a plant because a plant will deviate. The plant can go sideways. Seems you, when you have a map, if you put it in your GPS, if you go from what part of Canada you you live in right now? Uh, Calgary, Calgary, Canada. Calgary. So Alberta, it's the west. It, it, it's the west. Okay, so if you go from you know Alberta to Seattle, you know you're gonna get with the GPS right there. So so that's a good map, right? So that's how I see my life. That's how I I, I tend to show my kids that way. You know, instead of having a, a plan is make a map, you know, in order for us to be successful. Because if you make a map, you know where you can stop, where you can go, where you can, you know. Uh, so uh, what I do right now is, you know, uh, I, I, I'm the founder of iSports Recruiting. So I help athletes get recruited at the collegiate level. And when I say that, I say I save a lot of money for education. That's pretty much what I do. Uh, so I create a platform for student athletes in order for us to communicate with the student, with the coaches at the, you know, in the United States. So it's been a long journey for me because uh, when, when you by yourself in, you know, and you're not a developer or, or you don't have enough funds uh, to just pay $100,000 right away, and you know, within four months, you have a good platform because my platform is a, it's a big platform. Is it? It's a platform that have over two thousand university, thirty eight thousand coaches. You know, twenty eight different sports. So you know, it took it, it was a long process for me. So in order for me to make it happen, I really have to understand where I am and and, and where am I going. So when I talk about the map, uh, you know. Perseverance, you know, is 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 a key. I don't want to call it patient because it's not patient. It's just, you know, how good of a, of a, an idea of of a future you have, right? If you have this idea of your future and your family's future, and you don't deviate from that, you make it happen, you know. Um, so that's that's where I'm focusing right now. 
Um, I'm, I'm, I'm at the last stage of my of of uh, of finishing the platform. It is it is working already. It is ninety eight percent done. It's still making some changes because you know internet change every day. You know uh, everything. You know uh, technology change every single second. Uh, so. But, you know, my future, my future, where I see my future is, you know, um, it's in a good position. It's in a good position because what I do with the athletes is I help them get the future of them as well. Because I don't know, when you, when you, went, you went to college, right? And, and when you went to college, it's expensive, you know, paying, paying for college. In many occasions, it's extremely expensive. You can even spend seventy-five thousand dollars a year to go to one specific college, especially here in the United States. So, coming from another country, coming, you know, loving the sports, loving where you know uh, where I, I was in the past, and knowing that I could have played at the collegiate level, you know, even though that I, I went to Spain doing something different. I always play baseball. My brother played professional baseball. So my mentality was that like, okay, Ronnie, you know, you, you want to play professional baseball as well. You know, so, so let's, let's, let's try to do that. But I wasn't that type of athlete that I could have played professional. But I could have played college. If I played college, I could have paid for my education right there or part of my education. And that's when, when I got to know this guy who was my mentor for, uh, you know, a good three, four years. Um, when I met that guy and he taught me about college recruiting, I, 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 I immediately found a passion. And so when you find a passion, you work better. See what I'm saying? Like, like, okay, this is my passion. This is, this is where I am right now. And this is where I'm going. But if you work and you don't have a passion for your work, it's, it's tough. It's tough. You know, it's tougher that way. So I have a good, you know, a good wife where, you know, she understands, you know, where I am and where are we going. So with her help and her patience and her, you know, uh, uh, and, you know, she, it's a blessing to have somebody like that that really can say, you know what, that's your dream. Let's make it happen. You know, you do what you have to do to make the dream go, go for it, you know. So when I see myself in the future, uh, I, I, I'm confident that this company is going to help a lot of, uh, for the future, for the kids. You know, so you play sports uh, and, and you good, or you, you, you don't have to be a kid, but you, you can be, you know, a regular athlete. You can be a regular student and just to get some education funded. So that's the main key right there for me uh, to help these kids, you know, get into the next level. And that's going to bring me into the next level as well, without a question. And I, I think that that's like a really, um, I don't know, it's an exciting future to think about all those experiences that you're planning to have, the experiences that you're planning to bring to other people, that the work that you do isn't just, you know, a job, right? You're, you're clearly passionate about it and you're clearly interested in it on so many different levels. And so this is the second last question, I guess, that I like to ask every guest. And it is, at the end of your life, 
when you're looking back at all these experiences, you've fulfilled your dreams, you've created this platform, you've helped people get recruited, you've helped uh, people get educated, and and your dreams are kind of being fulfilled. What are the things that you're looking back on that that you find the most pleasure in and the most satisfaction in? Uh, um, well, I like I like to. I'd like to do something for for a society, you know. Um, I think that, especially in the days that we're living on right now, um, we need to change our, we need to switch our culture. I mean, we need to switch our mentality in many occasions. Um, and every athlete that I work with, or every family that I work with, um, I can give them advice or guidance or consultant, because that's pretty much what I do. I consult about, you know, what, what could be their best decision by the time they, they're going to, you know, go to a specific school. But without a question, I, I, leave, I like to, you know, my kids to understand that, that this planet is a beautiful planet. And, and, and it's not for nothing, but if we don't take care of our families and our planets right now, our education, the future could be extremely difficult, you know, and, and that's what I'm trying to, to change with my kids, you know, and, and try them to understand, you know, that this is it. This is, you know, uh, uh, what I want to leave on a note is... It's just to, to, to change a little bit of, of uh, we, could, we could be good persons, you know what I mean? <laughs> and, not, and not because I'm brown or, I'm, or I'm, you know, you're white or I'm, I'm white and you're brown or black or, or who cares, you know, if, if, you know, if you're gay, if you're straight, if you're trusted, it doesn't matter, you know. I, I think what matters is for us, you know, this, this planet could be, you know, we, we, you know, United States could be such a, unbelievable country if we don't have the difference you know um, i'm a u.s citizen now and and i have a opportunity to vote and everything and 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 that's that's one of the things that you really have to try to come across with some people you know and i understand you know every people have different opinions and it's and you respect that you know but um, um if we work through something together it will be a lot easier for us yeah, thanks for that. Um, and of course, the last question is, where is it that people can find you and how can they follow you and get in touch? Yes, well, uh, the website is called iSports Recruiting. That's the website. Um, uh, they can they can find me right there. Uh, I have Facebook, Ronnie R. Romero is my uh, professional Facebook. Uh, the page is iSports Recruiting page, uh, Facebook at iSports Recruiting, uh, Instagram, uh, same iSports Recruiting, Twitter, iSports Recruit, and Twitter didn't let me do the recruiting for some reason. But I'm pretty much in all platforms. I'm, I'm in Twitter and Facebook and, and LinkedIn, uh, in YouTube. We, we create a YouTube channel, especially because of the podcast that we're doing as well right now. Um, so you can find me in any in any platform right there um, with iSports recruiting. If you do hashtag iSports recruiting, you will see you know a lot of you know what we you know, what we post right there, 
And what we post is more about education, about college recruiting, about college sports, about, you know, what can you do to get recruited? What can you do to, to, to get your education funded? So in all, all, all those platforms, um, I'll be there. And, and if you look for Ronnie R. Romero, uh, you will find me right there, especially you know, on Twitter, I have it like that. And I have it on Instagram and I have it on Facebook separately from my, uh, um, you know, platform, iSportsRecruiting.com. Excellent. I'm going to have links for all of those in the show notes so that people can follow you, get in touch and see what it is that you're up to. And I just want to say, finally, Ronnie, thank you so much for joining me. No, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. And thank you for listening, not just to this show, which we certainly do appreciate, but more to the people around you, the people in your life that you just happen to know. Take some time, just five minutes, to listen intently to the people around you. Mecco, 